Today is Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we first start looking back at comments from Tuesday as both players and Shane Beamer speak to the media, and I will dive into some very interesting comments from both players and Beamer himself ahead of Saturday's game against Vanderbilt. Speaking of Vandy, guys, and this weekend, we're talking gambling. Best bet for the Gamecocks and Commodores, as well as SEC gambling picks for a packed week 10 slate guys we got all that much more here on a packed wednesday show and of course as always it's brought to you by our friends over at prize picks go download the prize picks app go to prizepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive 100 instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you can win 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Spencer Rattler. You can play both college and pro sports, guys. Anything you're looking for, they have got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends over at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code T-S-U-S at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Boys and girls, happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Wednesday. Of course, first things first, appreciate you all tuning in, and I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Hope you're having a fantastic week thus far. And again, we got tons to discuss. Before we do, just a couple of quick updates and reminders, if you will, as we navigate through this week. I know it feels like we're still all kind of stuck talking on what happened over the weekend against Mizzou. But of course, the Gamecocks do play this weekend in Nashville. And I know many of you will be taking the trip up to the great state of Tennessee to go watch that ball game. If you are not, guys, with South Carolina returning on the road, that means the return of our watch parties at our various Carolina Alehouse locations. For all my upstate Gamecocks, we will be at the Carolina Alehouse location at Woodruff Road. Would love to see you guys out there. Of course, doors will open at 11. Uh, kickoff is at 7.30. Yours truly going to be out there around 5, 5.30 or so. Really going to go over there probably halftime of the Georgia-Tennessee game. We'd love to catch, catch the second half of that one. But would love to see all of our great upstate Gamecocks out at that event. Uh, of course, we did the TSUS tour over the summer, and I, I would argue that was probably – our most well-attended tour stop of the summer, man. We always feel the love from our Greenville folks and definitely want to see it again. So again, guys, kickoff at 7.30. Also, when you show up, by the way, guys, at these watch parties, if you tell them you're with TSUS, just say, hey, we're here for the Spurs Up Show watch party, you will actually get 10% off your tab. That includes food and drink. So you want to come slam a couple beverages, get you some food, you'll get 10% off if you tell them you're with TSUS. So why not? Let's watch the game together. Gamecocks, Vanderbilt kickoff at 7.30. Again, that's Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. Also, I will have merchandise on sale. The Beamer Ball towels, the koozies. We'll also have some free koozies to give away, courtesy of our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants, guys. So be sure, come on out. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road this weekend. Going to be one hell of a time. Cannot wait to see all the great upstate Gamecocks out there for that. Also, guys, we are just one week away from our event at Carolina Cigars down in Hilton Head. That'll get going next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Full details on social media. I don't want to overpromise, but I do believe they even told me the event is going to be catered. So, guys, if you're in the low country, all my low country Gamecocks, if you're around the Hilton Head area, come on out, smoke them if you got them. We're going to have some stogies, talk some Gamecocks, and just have a really fun, relaxing night. And I'm really excited and looking forward to it, man. The Carolina Cigars guys, they're great people. Truly appreciate their love and support of the Spurs Up show and can't wait to get down there for that event, man. we got a lot of exciting things happening right now and uh, really blessed to say that. And it's really awesome. And again, it's so great to meet you guys and to mingle and to interact. And what better way to do it than do it while enjoying some stogies again more on our friends from Carolina Cigars later in the show for now let's get into everything and of course guys we'll first start how we normally start on a Wednesday and that is with our Tuesday presser takeaways and everything that Shane Beamer and company had to say before this weekend's game against Vandy now here's what's interesting guys when you're winning I'm not sure that fans pay quite as much attention to the Tuesday press conferences, right? Because I think we can all agree 99% of these pressers are all your typical coach speak, 
blah, blah, blah. And, and that's not taking anything away, guys. These guys are trained to speak to the media, to, to give your kind of pre-canned answers, if you will, because when you don't, right, we've seen it backfire many, many times, and it feels like it backfires more than it succeeds, right? Just look at Mark Stoops over at Kentucky and what Shane Bieber did to him. Look at Jimbo Fisher and Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin dancing on his grave after they beat them over the weekend. So that's why these coaches and players, they speak to coach and player speak, if you will. You don't really get anything juicy out of these pressers. However, when you're coming off of a loss like South Carolina is, and you've had sort of the, you know, maybe fallout's too strong of a word, but you've had the turmoil, if you will, hit the program over the last couple of days, right? All eyes and ears were on that Tuesday press conference yesterday, breaking down and dissecting and probably overanalyzing every single little thing that Shane Beamer and these players had to say. It truly is remarkable after you lose how how criticized simple comments are, but that is the nature of the beast. You know, what I thought was interesting, we'll first start with players. I thought it was very, very intriguing that after the weekend and after his mother took to social media, Jaheim Bell stood up behind the podium. And I will say this, man, tip your cat to Jaheim Bell for being a professional. You know, obviously this is a college kid going to play at the next level, but I thought he handled all the tough questions he got um, as well as you could. You know, he said, quote, it's very frustrating going through the week, knowing you're going to get the ball and it doesn't happen. I try to let it go that Sunday coming on Tuesday and be positive. And guys, you know that Jaheim Bell is frustrated. He also said, quote, no, I wasn't expecting to have just nine snaps. I was expecting to have a big game, but on to the next game, preparing for Vanderbilt, end quote. So you know he's frustrated. Heck, you know his camp is upset. We've seen it vocally on social media, yet he was a professional. I really do tip my cap to Jaheim Bell. Now, I want to get into this comment, right? Because I tweeted this, Zach Pickens, and I had something to say about it on Twitter, and I want to expand on that uh, here on the airwaves. So Zach Pickens had this to say, quote, what we showed last week wasn't us. I feel like we relaxed a lot because we thought we arrived at 5-2. and two. We didn't attack it how we should have. We got embarrassed. Guys, when I saw and heard that comment, okay, and listen, I like Zach Pickens. I understand he is a college kid, and I understand, listen, I think what's so intriguing about the answers and really just press conferences like yesterday, right, when when there's a lot of – when there's a lot of turmoil and there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of pressure, right, you get these high-pressure questions and these high-pressure scenarios – you're going to get some pretty intriguing answers, right? And everything you say is going to be overanalyzed, most likely, and used against you. And this comment from Pickens talking about we relaxed a lot because we thought we arrived at 5-2. and two. Basically, Zach Pickens in that quote is attributing the poor play on Saturday to the fact that South Carolina, for whatever reason, felt like they, quote-unquote, arrived at 5-2, and two, And they got comfortable. And guys, we can agree to disagree if you don't like what I have to say. But it was a disappointing comment yesterday when I heard it. It was a disappointing comment when I went back and read it. And as I sit here today, it's still 
a disappointing comment. To think that this football team thought they had, quote-unquote, arrived at 5-2. and two. And I had somebody come at me and say, like, who are you talking to? You were smoking a cigar. You were acting a fool on social media. You're going to get on the kid for feeling like he arrived at 5-2? and two? I'm not in the locker room. I'm not the one suiting up playing the game. We as fans and, and yours truly, like, we don't have to think like the players behind closed doors. We can we can look ahead. We can look back. We can talk shit openly. We can celebrate. We can mourn. We can bitch. We can do it all. We can do it. I can do whatever I like. Right? Fans don't need to have the same mentality as the players. Because the players, you know, it's that cliche, every week's a season, you know, we, you know, one at a time, one at a time. But it's those cliches ring true because they are true. That's how you have to attack it. And if you think it's the same thing, me going on the timeline, smoking a cigar, and Zach Pickens making those comments, like, I don't even know what to tell you if you think that's anywhere remotely the same thing. But it was a disappointing comment, and I'm still disappointed in that comment. And and I said, you know, middle to late last week that I really felt like that this football team was not going to get the big head and, and wasn't going to feel like they had, quote-unquote, arrived, right? And, and Or this football team wasn't going to relax at all. And the reason I felt that way is because you were playing a Mizzou team Zach Pickens has never beaten. You were playing a Mizzou team that going into the game, you had a three-game losing streak to. You were playing a Mizzou team for homecoming on your home field with the chance to secure your sixth win and lock down bowl eligibility before the month of November. You know, again, I, I like Zach Pickens a lot. He's a great talent, right? But this comment, this quote, kind of reminds me of a quote from earlier in the season that I, I really didn't make a big deal about, guys, because I'll be totally honest, I just didn't have the energy to dive into it. But when Jordan Birch, earlier in the year, after the Georgia State game, was asked what he could have done better, and he said, you know, I, I feel like I could have given more effort. I, I just feel like I, I, I didn't play as hard as I could have. I could have given more effort. Similar to that comment, and it brings us to the Zach Pickens comment, like sometimes there's some things that are better left unsaid, right? And, and that's not an attack on the kid. That's that's not a I, – I, I am giving critical analysis here. You can speak and say whatever you want freely, but there are some things that are probably just better left unsaid. Hey, Zach Pickens, I'm all for taking accountability, and that's great. But to say that you and your teammates relaxed, you felt like you were you arrived because you were five and two. Just keep that one to yourself, my guy. Keep that one to yourself. Make a mental note. Um, <laughs> just keep that to yourself. That there's some things that are better off left unsaid I, and I'll just leave it at that anyways I don't want to make more of a deal of that than I should but that was a disappointing comment and hopefully hopefully if nothing else it's just a learning experience for him and this football team as a whole also what was baffling Eric Douglas saying quote 
I really don't know what they were looking at, but every time they threw their hands up, they knew we were passing. So long story short, Mizzou knew what the Gamecocks were running offensively. I mean, guys, I'm not going to continue to come on every single show and beat it into your head how I feel about the Gamecocks offensive coordinator, but I tell you what, uh, that says it all. And again, guys, have we ever spent this much time talking about player quotes after a game or player quotes going into a game week? I don't know that we have, but when you're in the situation South Carolina's in and you're coming off the game in the, which it went you know, against Mizzou and – and your OC is kind of up against it, and, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. It's just the nature of the beast, and so here we are. And then there was Shane Beamer's comments, and I'll tell you this, guys. I'll tell you this. Coach Beamer had some very interesting comments to make, like, quote, if I felt like changing the role of a coach on our staff was the right thing to do right now, I would, end quote. He also said about Jaheim Bell, quote, Jaheim needs to be on the field more than he was the other night, end quote. Let me just say this, guys, and I knew this going into it. I knew this, heck, I knew this Sunday, going into the media availability Sunday. The bottom line is this. There is nothing that Shane Beamer can say, not in his Sunday teleconference, not in his Tuesday presser, not in his Wednesday conference call, and not in his Thursday call-in show. There's nothing Shane Beamer can say to Gamecock Nation this week that's going to make anyone feel any better. The only thing he can do, there's one of three things that Shane Beamer can do to appease the appetite that South Carolina fans have right now. Number one is to come out and say, we have fired Marcus Satterfield. He's already made it clear that's not happening right now. Number two is to come out and say, we are changing play callers. We are handing those duties to someone else. Guys, he's already made it clear that's not happening right now. And the third thing, this has nothing to do with him saying anything. The third thing that can happen is South Carolina go out and beat Vanderbilt and probably need to do it in impressive fashion. The third option is what's most likely because the first two, it sounds like, are impossible. So the third option is most likely. The problem with the third option is in the meantime, Gamecock fans have just got to grin and bear it, right? You've just got to put up with the fact, listen, Marcus Satterfield is this football team's offensive coordinator as far as we know. We have heard nothing that tells us any differently. As far as we know, Marcus Satterfield is the leader of this Gamecocks offense, at least moving forward at this time. At least for this week, he is the guy. So how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? I don't know, but I feel like folks were watching that press conference yesterday from Shane Beamer, just wondering to themselves, you know, why doesn't he say this? Why doesn't he say that? Why doesn't he say this? Why can't he do this? Like, guys, there's nothing Shane Beamer can say, if you're honest with yourself, there's nothing he can say to you. We need to see action. The only thing that's going to make us feel better is action. There's no words. There's no coach speak that's going to erase what happened against Missouri. There's no coach speak that's going to magically make you feel like, oh, yeah, well, the offense is going to be better now. It's action. It's all about action. And I just don't think we're going to get that action 
or many of us aren't in the in the the time frame in which we would prefer. The other thing I'll say is this, and again, guys, I'm Beamer ball to the moon. I'm behind Shane Beamer 110%, right? And I, and so I want to be careful with this next statement because I, I don't want to sit here and tell you and, and, and insinuate what Shane Beamer was trying to do with this answer. But one of the things that I hope you guys notice, because I, I really do pride myself on it with this show, is I try my best to speak with the audience and not to the audience, right? Like I, I, I would describe my content to someone as open-ended banter, right? Because I say the beauty is in the banter, truly, truly. And I give you guys my thoughts, my opinions, but I like to think that you all feel and you know, I never speak from a place of I'm right you're wrong, and if you disagree with me, you're an idiot. Now, there's some takes and opinions I have that I feel very strongly about, but I'm always open to hearing the other side. I'm always open to banter and discussion, and I think good, healthy banter can be very beneficial because you learn about each other and about each side of the argument, and you're better able to. You either are more confident in your reasoning behind things or or you pick up tidbits about a certain topic you didn't realize and you're able to see things from at minimum just from a different vantage point, right? So I really try to speak with the audience. I say all that to say this. Shane Beamer was asked about Jaheim Bell and why he's not touching the football. Does it have to do with personnel? Does it have to do with different packages? And I feel like this was a question he could have answered in, in 30 seconds. I mean, he, he could have very, very quickly and concisely made his point. Instead, Coach Beamer went on like a three-and-a-half-minute rant explaining, okay, there's 11 guys on offense, five of them play O-line, one plays quarterback, one plays running back. And, and like, I understand that he wanted to answer the question thoroughly, but it felt like a response that came off as you're dumb. You don't know football. This is how it works. So let me dumb it down for you. So you understand. And again, I am not insinuating that's what he was doing, but that response, I was just sitting there like, all right, coach, like you, you've made your point. Like, like, okay, okay. Okay, I, I know you can tell Coach Beamer's tired of hearing about the Jaheim Bell stuff. He's tired of getting the Jaheim Bell questions. But when your best player or one of your best players ain't touching the football and they're as disgruntled in his camp as they are, sorry, man, them questions are fair. And those questions should keep coming as far as I'm concerned. So I, I just, I, 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 I am very, you know, listen, Shane Beamer's a young coach. He's still a very young coach. I will be very intrigued to see how Shane Beamer's relationship with the media evolves. I'll be very curious because that one is important. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, guys, here's the thing. Shane Beamer has a couple of opportunities per week to speak basically directly to the fan base. That Tuesday presser is one of them. And I'll say this too, and some of you may disagree. Shane Beamer doesn't owe the fan base a specific answer, right? He he doesn't owe going into those pressures. And well, let me let me let me just answer all these questions how Gamecock Twitter would want me to answer them, make them feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That that's not his responsibility, but 
he's got that platform and he has that ability to use it however he chooses. And so again, I, I, I'm just very intrigued to see how how his relationship with the media evolves. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad right now, but in that response about Jaheim Bell, I was just left scratching my head like, all right, coach, I, I think you may have gone, I think you may have overdone it just a touch, just a touch. Beamer ball to the moon, but that answer just seemed a little little overdone, a little overcooked, if you will. So anyways, guys, I, I don't think I've ever talked as long about presser takeaways as we have today. But again, um, when you're almost kind of waiting on pins and needles to drop and you just you I feel like we have so many questions that we we we're just looking for answers to and so you're hanging on every word in a Tuesday press conference from players from coaches from everybody and this is kind of what you get so <laughs> I can't, here we are um anyways we'll be interested to see what the I, I mean today's going to be crazy listen today's going to be crazy because Marcus Satterfield will speak to the media I know that presser is going to be torn apart uh, and then, of course, Shane Beamer will have his uh, his call-in show on Thursday. So we'll see what Coach Beamer has to say. All right, guys, let's get off of that and into gambling. It is Wednesday. We're talking best bet for South Carolina Vanderbilt as well as our SEC gambling picks for a packed Week 10 slate. Guys, let's go ahead and start in Nashville. Gamecocks opened up as a 7.5-point favorite in this one. Over-under set at 48.5. How about this? Money has been coming in on the Commodores because South Carolina right now, as we release this, just a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Crazy to think there's a lot of folks out there who are taking Vanderbilt to cover. Now, when you look at this game, right, Gamecock Nation and this pro, quote-unquote this program, it's crazy to say this program is in turmoil after, hey, you've won four of your last five, but, hey, you're only as good as your last game, and, and right now, Carolina's not very good. Either way, South Carolina comes in this one off a really tough loss, still licking their wounds. You know what I think is so funny? I don't even know if fans really even want to talk about Vanderbilt. I feel like the entire week on the Daily Crow this week is going to be nothing but venting about what happened on Saturday and the fact that Marcus Satterfield is still right now employed by the University of South Carolina as the offensive coordinator. However, there is a game this weekend. The Gamecocks will look to bounce back. Vanderbilt been a tough team this year, right? You look at some of their results, some of their games. Uh, they've hung around, hung around against some really high-quality opponents. You look at the total in this one, and I know many of you are just going to run straight to the under and bet everything you have on it. Guys, the total feels too easy in this one, right? Like under 48 and a half, it feels like a no-brainer. I mean, it really does after watching South Carolina against Missouri. However, I would warn against it, I will say this. Missouri's defense, much better than Vanderbilt, who ranks near dead last in the SEC in passing defense. So I'm staying away from the total in this one. And one of my least favorite things about betting the spread in the middle of the week is I sort of spoil my prediction one way or the other, but I, I don't care. It's the best bet in this one, no doubt. It's the best play easily. And... I was weary of the number at seven and a half. But now that it's come down to six and a half, guys, you might recall after the Gamecocks lost to Georgia, right? And got throttled 48 to seven. And we went into that game against Charlotte, right? The following week and, and everybody was down and out, doom and gloom. Where do we go from here? Are we ever going to win again? A very similar feeling 
to what this fan base is feeling right now. And I said that week, and I'll say it yet again here, buy low and sell high. And this is just one of those games, guys. Listen, college football doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't expect Marcus Satterfield to reinvent himself, right? I don't expect this offense to to turn into some juggernaut overnight. But things are never as good as they seem. Things are never also as bad as they seem. South Carolina will not play that poorly again on offense for a second straight week. Also, you can expect that Jaheim Bell will get force-fed the football And I'd be willing to bet you guys he has a huge day because guess what? He's a really good player. Death, taxes, and you guessed it, the Gamecocks beating Vanderbilt. And while I know last year was a one-point game, I I think South Carolina will bounce back in a big way. I think they get the offense going enough against one of the worst. I think it's actually the worst pass defense in the SEC. I think the defense has a solid day. And, guys, if you're going to give me the six and a half, I say hammer the Gamecocks. When South Carolina plays Vanderbilt, bet against Carolina at your own risk. I'll just say that. I know Vandy's going to be the sexy pick this week. I know Vandy's going to be a lot of people right now. It's really popular again because the doom and gloom Gamecocks. Heck, we got them in the big cock club right now. Oh, go bet on the doors. Put all the money. If you want to do that, be my guest. You can lose all your money, and I'll laugh my ass off while you do it. USC minus six and a half. Hammer the Gamecocks. Um, Again, buy low, sell high. I think South kind of bounces back in a big way. And again, one of the constants over the years is that the Gamecocks find a way to beat Bandy, right? A lot of the line in Nashville, all the pressure around this team, pressure makes diamonds. I'm not saying it's some blowout win, but I do think USC will cover six and a half. There's a talent gap between these two that will shine on Saturday. So again, my best bet for Carolina Bandy, which by the way, the best bet guys is three and four right now. So we got to get it back to 500. I'm riding with the Gamecocks, USC minus six and a half. And of course, guys, my full prediction will be out on the show on Friday. All right. That being said, guys, let's get into our SEC gambling picks for week 10. Yours truly went three and two last week to move the record to 42 and 37 overall. We're getting better and better and better as each week passes. Guys, this week, our SEC gambling picks are brought to you by our friends over at Carolina Cigars. Yes, Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Now, whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're really into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and see them. Guys, they offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. Also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they also have special events throughout the year. Guys, they want to talk to you, they want to engage, they want to share with you their cigar selection that they're very proud of, and their beautiful lounge. When you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. And guys, there's only one place 
I get my cigars, and that is Carolina Cigars. Also, guys, if you're interested in the Vanderbilt pack, the Commodore pack, they've got those available, and they will ship nationwide, so be sure to DM them or give them a call. Get your orders in today. Guys, come by and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. And guys, we can't wait to see you next week at Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head Island. All right, guys, let's get into these SEC gambling picks for the Week 10 slate. Some great games on the docket. We'll start in College Station, Texas A&M, hosting the Florida Gators. What is Florida right now? I, I do. Florida continues to me to be the biggest or one of the biggest mysteries in the SEC. Texas A&M at home, are they very good? No. Have they found something with Wegman? I don't know, but I think they're going to have just enough. I've got the Aggies minus three and a half. On their home field, I think they cover the spread in this one. Mississippi State hosting the now head coachless Auburn Tigers. State is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Bulldogs. This will be a blowout. Auburn just had like three or four guys into the transfer portal. They are unraveling at the seams. I think State will walk all over the Auburn Tigers. Georgia taking on Tennessee, and I would say the game of the week between the hedges, the dogs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Guys, let me just say this. The college football playoff rankings just came out last night. Tennessee, number one overall. If you got the Vols at plus 11, you are stealing. If you get them at plus eight-and-a-half, guys, you're still stealing because I think there's a really good chance Tennessee wins this game straight up i don't know if the volunteers will win but eight and a half that's way too much i mean that's way too much give me tennessee plus eight and a half bama going on the road to the real death valley to take on the lsu tigers bama a 12 and a half point favorite on the road i love lsu at home plus the points Bama's been fragile this year. I like what I've seen from the 15th-ranked Tigers. Plus 12.5 is the play. Arkansas taking on Liberty and a really intriguing matchup. Hugh Freeze goes into Arkansas. Liberty ranked 23rd in the country, but they are a 13.5-point underdog. I don't know what's happened to Arkansas and Brett Bielema's squad. I think they probably win, but Liberty's going to keep this thing close, man. Give me Liberty plus 13 and a half. And our final game, guys, Kentucky travels to Como to take on the Missouri Tigers. Kentucky, a one and a half point favorite on the road. Of course, Mizzou coming off that big win against the Gamecocks. I don't think Mizzou's all that good. I think Carolina made Mizzou look pretty good. I, I don't think they're world beaters. I like Kentucky on the road in this one to cover the number, minus one and a half. I think Will Levis will bounce back in a big way. He has a big day as Kentucky gets a much-needed win on the road. So, guys, that's our gambling picks for SEC week number 10. And also, of course, the best bet for South Carolina Vandy, I'm riding with the Gamecocks, minus six and a half. That's going to do it for me, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you all on Friday.
make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 